We know, so I'm not doing all the regular shtick. Okay, well, but there's a little bit of regular shtick we should do. Really? All right. Yeah, yeah. you ready? You ready? Right. You ready? Uh, hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. You want to just hang out with friends and yeah, talk let's, about let's gaming totally stuff? Yeah, let's totally do that. Okay. okay, we should sing the theme song now, right? Do, uh, wait, I was going to do the... Yeah, go ahead. What, what were you going to do? I flaked out for a second. I forgot. <laughs> I was about to do the after show song. <laughs> and, once, and once I do one, I can't get it out of my head. Oh, wait, wait. It's the bump it's, bump, right? Yeah. Bump bump. We paid money for that song. We should use it in every episode. Every episode that we can. That was actual real. We paid real money. Real for that. people money. Yeah. Real money. That was that not. That we did not. We did not like. We did not find that on the internet. We actually like licensed that song. Yeah. This is it's me our taking song. off my badge. Yeah. You took off your badge. It has a video. Holy cow! People don't know that. You, if, wait, 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 wait! You took off your badge. You're no longer allowed to be president of this convention. Who is he? You have a badge on. Who is he? I know. <laughs> Who I'm are you? I'm, I'm certain I'm still me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that, if you go on YouTube, you actually can find the video. It is a really it's, poorly made video. Like, it's really strange. It, it, it is definitely like a couple people were like, dude, we should get together this weekend and make a video we for your song. make a video for your like song, it's, yeah. It's going to have like a truck. It, it, and a like bar. A bar. Yeah. And, a, and a convertible. And we'll just There's dance. a convertible. Yeah. And it's a great video. Yeah. yeah. That's not what we're here to talk about. No, though. it's not. Show me what you got as what? the name of the song. I thought that was what we were I mean, we did just say that we're here to like basically chill with friends and record it. Yeah, we are so chilling we can be with friends. Silly. This is going to be an entire episode of outtakes. <laughs> Straight to the Patreon. I don't know. What Straight should, to what the Patreon feed. I don't know. What, what should we talk about? I don't about? know. We normally, I mean, we talk about. We uh, usually have topics. Yeah, we don't need to have a topic. They have topics. Games and how long they fit into slots. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's a great topic. Let's it's, talk. It is like, actually a pretty good let's topic. Let's talk about it for a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll line this for me. Yeah, I mean the definition panda. Yeah, so I mean, I mean the you know when we when you're playing in a convention space, games have to actually land in a fixed amount of time, and there is an art form to um, getting a game that will fit into the correct time slot, right? And I've um, I have a great friend um, who's a designer, Walt Chanowski who works for Cubicle 7, one day at Gen Con, I saw him and came up to the booth and I was like, how was your game? He's like, well, that was a six-hour game shoved into a four-hour four block. It's um, not good. Well, I mean, it works one of two ways, right? So either you ram through a bunch of stuff or you start, you know... Or you skip stuff. Yeah, you start yeah. pulling stuff out. I which, start chopping. Right, which if your game was designed to drop a few things, like if you wrote it so that it's like, well, if this thing runs long, drop scenes three and four and just, you know, cruise into the ending, that's great. But if you um, wrote yourself an intricate mystery that, you know, leads to this conclusion and it's a six-hour mystery that you've packed into a four-hour game, like... You wind up with that pacing, that pacing challenge. It's a tricky thing. Yeah. So, the, we, so yeah. So the we, problem is turning point. The problem is we wrote a game that we thought was a two-hour game. And we ran it in the past in two hours, but now right. I really the first think couple it just, of times it really was two hours, and I'm not actually sure what changed. Uh, the intro teaching the, intro, the game changed, and, the and we game added changed. things because we added we the added safety, stuff. and we added like right. There's more. There's more intro material and. What it just comes down to at this point is it's a three-hour game. It, it'd also be a better three-hour game because it'll breathe better. Yeah, it'll breathe. It's more intro stuff, and you, and you really need, like, a, a, a LARP-esque cool-down. Yeah, and, so it, and there is actually these one... These are really directional. you got to repeat that. Oh, sorry. So Victor is uh, Victor is saying we need a LARP-esque cool-down at the end. And there is actually written on the first player sheet mm -hmm. an aftercare section that has right. a bunch of questions. Right. As long as we have time. As long as you have time. Which but if you're trying to run it in two hours... Oof. 
And as we know from our denouement show, right? right you shouldn't do that. We're all good at we're you all good at climaxes that. and terrible at cuddling. Is that the that was the that was what we I said think in that's the show? Very cool. I mean, I'm just. I mean, I'm not speaking for me either, right? Like, but that was the crux of our denouement I show. I think that was, was that, the crux of it, yeah. That people people get you know people do reasonably well getting the set piece encounter and the cool thing, and then it's like okay, and it's dead, and we got to move out before the next people move into this table, kind of thing. So which is definitely the end of turning point for both of us. Yeah, and I it's fine. Kind which of is fine. It's okay. It's the learning. What I came. We learned. Yeah. What we've come to learn is that on the. On the book, we will put um, three, three, hours. three hours. Three hours as a game, not yeah. two hours. Yeah, and then it will um, it'll open the game up a little. Yeah, this is great. The other Thanks, thing that Victor, was good question. The Sorry. other thing that was interesting that Schmidt picked up on is um, the game is very different when you play a low. If you've been playing medium intensity scenarios oh. and switch to a low one, right? Yeah, the stakes go. The stakes go way down. <laughs> yeah, there was so much less shouting. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> there was so much less shouting. He says. Yeah. Upsetness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the one scene when uh, our our want to be baker, um, their wife said, you know, as they were remodeling the kitchen to pick anything, you know, like you know, buy whatever oven you want, and then like the high end Gen Air um, custom oven gets put in. There was a big fight oh. over, uh, but Schmidt ended it the best way possible, playing the wife. How how did you end it? I want to hear this gaming story for posterity, since we're recording. Fine, do whatever you want. Nice. I hope like the mic picked and, that up because that's awesome. There was a whole back and forth <laughs> and it ended with the classic fine, do whatever you want. We were like, okay, now vote. Are you content that you made that purchase? <laughs> or oh, or are you guilty that you made oh, this God. purchase? <laughs> there is no safe answer to this. I'm concerned that this mic stand is touching the table so whenever we wiggle, it's jolting that mic just I mean, there are so many oh, other. Thank you. There's so many other reasons I'm going to screw up using the mic that that seems. Minor oh yeah. Into oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like what? Just do some of this. <laughs> Doppler. Doppler. Doppler film. podcasting. Uh, now you guys get to see it. Yeah. I'm over uh, here talking about something that's really cool, and I'm over here. Uh, <laughs> Chris is really I do my best to correct that stuff before I put it out. Ears? Did you just notice this? I kind of was in a rush when I came in here. Did you buy ears? Yeah. Like behind us while we were playing. Yeah, like you guys were, I was like, oh, your table's full? I'm going to go buy some cat ears. <laughs> I mean, as you do. And a banana. Okay, I have a banana story. Can I tell the banana story? The then banana we'll ask story. them from a question. It's not awkward. I was out laughing at the table. Oh, no one else at the table, I don't think, was... For the record, I'm never allowed to tell a banana story. Like, there's never a point where that anyone consents to that. So, <laughs> to you telling a banana story, that's that's great. It's fine. Um, okay, so we all know Rob Abrazado apparently has some banana eating issues. Just we'll just leave it at that. We don't know what it is. Crimes against bananity. That's what we know. So when Banagnarak hits, we know who caused it. There are pictures on his Twitter there. feed of all sorts of banana fails. No, 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 no. That was actually Eric Farmer. That oh. was Eric Farmer's banana fail. That's why they do a podcast together, because they cannot banana. Like, they go to, he goes to open <laughs> like it and just, he, like, breaks half <laughs> of it. The whole thing, just like a mess. That's anyway. Why you, have to eat, you have to eat it the way, like, I taught my kids. You have to you open it eat, like a monkey. Yeah, you have to open like a monkey. You don't open it from the stem end. The stem you open bit, it from you the open tip. Bottom end. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, so, so the story is, I went to buy cat ears. You guys are all playing. I went to buy cat ears because I was like, oh, I'm totally going to go buy some nice cat ears. Yay, they match my belt. 
um, like you do. And, uh, and I was digging through the bins because she's got $5 bins. And if you buy uh, one thing, it's $5. But if you buy four things, you get the fifth one free. So five things for $20, right? So I'm like, I don't know. Are there five things in this bin that I want? And there are stress ball bananas. <laughs> and they're super squishy. And they're also slightly disturbing because they're like long and sort of floppy, but not really, and like squishy. And they have a really weird feel to them. And I'm like... I'm going to, I'm just going to take, can I just borrow this for Are you going to turn that into an X card? Is that, just gonna, we have an X card on the podcast an table. Okay, I'm just going to put that, okay. right, I'm going to put that right, right there. Right there. Stop or just Patreon outtakes? <laughs> I mean, that's how it normally works. Normally it's just Patreon outtakes. So it's this banana and it's kind of squishy and it's kind of floppy. And I ended up, she's like, oh, I, was, I only had two things. Like there wasn't, there weren't four things that I wanted. And I was like, I don't really know if I am devoted enough to this joke to pay $5 for a floppy stress banana. And that's the true definition <laughs> of comedy, right? Or how far are you willing to go for this? Right. <laughs> I would have paid $3 for the floppy stress banana, but I didn't know if I was going to pay $5 for the floppy stress banana. I don't know why. That's just who I am. So, but then she was like, well, so I was like, well, I'm just going to get the two things that I want. Cool. So she was like, oh, if you, and then I picked up something else. I was like, oh, these are super cute also. And she's like, oh, if you purchase like that or something else, like I'll count that towards the like total and we'll toss in the banana and you can do the joke. Because I told her, I was like, oh, I need this banana. <laughs> so I got Rob a floppy stress banana. So we should all go around the con and ask if we can see Rob's banana. Yes, hey Rob, don't just ask him if you can see it. Say, hey Rob, can I touch your banana? Okay. It's worth touching. It has a really strange feel to it. I'm now intrigued. I'm going right. to go find Rob. I know, I know where he is. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I totally interrupted his game. He's, he's playing, he's just X-card me smelling the banana. <laughs> we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta find another bit. Somebody, somebody please give us a topic. We have stuff. No, 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 I have to. Okay, but so I came up behind Rob with the banana and no, he couldn't see it, but Chris could see it because he was sitting across the table and he started cracking up. And then I'm like, I look, look over and I'm like, Eric Bonds is sitting right next to him. I'm like, banana. And Eric's like, oh my God. And I'm like, here, Rob, like wiggled it at him because it wiggles. Because <laughs> it's a floppy stress banana. Well, so the really... F just, just walk up there eating <laughs> Bananas are disgusting. Actually, you ask... Yeah, you said that hates <laughs> bananas in every form of magic. It's part of what makes this very entertaining there's only to me. One, there's only one vegetable that Santa hates more than bananas, which is zucchini. Mm -hmm. All but manner. bananas are not vegetables. Yeah, no, I know, but it's just, they both fall, <laughs> you buy them in the produce section. That's, I know that. I was a cashier for like eight years in, in like high school and college. Uh, good. You know the difference between like everything? Like I used to, I used to be able to do the whole like produce section, like name everything in the section. And it would, well, I, I gave him, I was like, ha ha, banana. And he was like, oh, ha ha, that's funny. And then, and then Eric pulled out his banana and was like, see, I have a banana too, but he had a, like a real banana. <laughs> and then I was like, no, no, feel it. <laughs> I feel like we, I feel like I you should just go get a, this one. I feel like I should go get a banana and just ask Rob if he could open it for me. You <laughs> <laughs> should go get him a fake banana and be like, hey Rob, can you open this banana? No, just give him the real one. Like, can you open this for me and just watch, like, you know, watch him fumble through it. But open it like a, like that's open it like a monkey. Yeah, my kids resist that for eons. Then Please, the are there topics? Because I'll just keep talking yeah, about we really floppy stress to, bananas. We really need to move off of bananas. Uh, come on, come Eric's on. got something. Emotional endings to games. 
And emotional endings of campaigns. How do you handle emotional endings of campaigns? No, there you go. I mean, I'm I looking same, at you because the question was campaigns. Well, I mean, I think the answer is almost the same. Like, it needs a breathing room. Like, it needs a, it needs a place to unpack. Um, and, like, time dedicated to, um, one, not only processing the feelings, but kind of, um, I always like at the end of a campaign, um, I'm a big fan of kind of celebrating the campaign, right? Like, talking about, like, what went really well and, like, what were some of the highlights or what were some of the things about characters in the campaign that I really dug. And... Um, Inevitably, I'll find something I liked about everybody's character in a campaign. Like, I think Glenn's asking about the end of campaigns because we just finished a 10-month Tales from the Loop campaign. I've heard so many stories about this 10-month Tales from the Loop dramatic. campaign. And, like, like, I'm super jealous. I was, it I was, sounds like it was freaking amazing. I was utterly shocked. The game gives hints that it can be that dramatic, but it just played, like, really, like, it just played really well with the um, these kids kind of dealing with some really crazy stuff, like mom <laughs> decomposing. De decomposing and transporting around an island. Everybody thinks she's dead and the daughter's the only one who knows later knows that she's alive as the dad's like getting ready to propose to his, uh, to his new girlfriend. So it was good. It was good. Good drama. Intensity. I mean, I think that it's, I think it is exactly that no matter if it's a campaign or a one shot, because it is about having time and space to unpack with those people and basically decompress from that. Um, cause you know, you hit those levels of intensity, you're sharing some level of vulnerability with those people that are at your table and, um, having some space to like respect that, I guess would be the right, do it to, to be with that moment. Um, before you kind of let it go and, and move away from it, I think it's really important. Plus, you come out like, I mean, you wind up in emotional charge situations, yes. you know, getting more anxious and jittery. Right. Um, if it With was people. like, okay, that's done. All right, you guys have a good night. And, like, you start, like, putting you your leave? bags. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Like, you, well, you, you can do it, right? Because people then just, like, walk out to their car, like, still trying right. to. Right. They're like, oh, I'm still trying to process this. Yeah. Um, but it's much better to have the time and space as a group to be like, oof, wow, we just. We just did some shit. Like, I mean, I've I've, wow. I've done everything from all right, cool campaign to like I did a three year I did a three year Iron Heroes campaign, and I um, I actually stole this from um, Don Mappin and Martin Ralia, but I actually did like a certificate with all the names of the like it had the names of all the sessions on it and the dates of the campaign, and like gave one to every player at the end of the at, at the end of the campaign. Like, that was a big... I mean, that was three... It was three years, and it was um, it was difficult to get it to the end because it was right in the summer of the... So it ended in November, and, like, there was a big blowout post-Gen Con in the group. Um, and, and ultimately, they're not all friends anymore, but they were determined to finish the campaign, like, not even liking each other. They were like, we will get this campaign finished. Like, we've gone this far. But it was super tense like it was just it was was it, it sounds like me trying to finish return to the temple of elemental evil but yeah but nobody broke up nobody <laughs> nobody broke up with anybody in the gaming group nobody Why broke up and started anyone? dating someone else in the gaming group i don't know how you actually played another <laughs> session after that It'd i played be like, a, i played a who lot are you, who are you <laughs> going to attack senda her <laughs> like no it wasn't her it was him <laughs> i mean i don't know you know it's like are, who are you going to cast protection from evil on? Not yeah, them. Not them. Right. <laughs> Myself. Thank you. Which is all I have now. <laughs> like, just staring daggers over at the other. Yeah, I don't understand how that ever. That was rough. This was just like a bunch of dudes like got annoyed with each other and stopped talking to each other. This was not any rom romantic fallout. Yeah, let's fall out from that game. Yeah. 
What do you guys, you have, feed us. Feed me, we are the podcast machine. Okay, here's one. Um, yes. That's, it's, it's hard to split into two, because they're, it's easy to think of games that are designed to be one-shots. Mm-hmm. What about games that really need to be campaigns? What games can you think of that really should be campaigns, and people play them as one-shots, but they really shouldn't? Repeat the question first. So games that um, <laughs> games that really should be campaigns that people still play as one-shots anyway. So games that actually suit better for campaign play. Um, let's see. I'm trying to there's, think of... There's actually a, a lot, I think. Yeah, Urban, Urban Shadows was one of the ones that... Monster Hearts and Urban Shadows were the first two I was thinking where... It's too much set up at the beginning for those. It's too much set up, and I think that the other real challenge for... Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, and I almost took you out at the same time. Okay. I would have Did been you worse. Like reflexes? I know, thank goodness. I was trying to solve a problem, but I nearly created more. Damn. It wasn't for me. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, but they repeated it's the fine. question already. You know, I did. You, we, can, we, can, we can just sort of aim that mic towards you guys. They're just really ah. directional. Okay. So if there's one okay. sort of pointed towards the audience, then it'll... Yeah, you might just have to like, just lower, like slide them. No, that's good. As long as yeah, it's not in good. motion, it probably is okay. Um, yeah, so Urban Shadows is... Urban Shadows has got a big... Um, Urban Shadows has got a big lead-up, plus... Um, I, I think the game that... I think what makes that tough about a one-shot is Urban Shadows is not a game that um, directly encourages you all to be in the same group, right? Like, often people are off doing their own thing, and it's mm-hmm. you're playing the table around. Uh, Amber was like this. Amber Diceless um, does nothing to encourage uh, players to even be friends with each other. Um, the game nearly borders on PvP at times. So, I, when I used to run Amber, um, I used to run Amber back in grad school, I had to write, like, five storylines every week. Like, there was no, like, well, these guys are going to get together and take on this monster. Like, nope, screw it. They're all going to go do their own thing. And so, uh, yeah, I think Urban Shadows winds up a lot like that. Because in a two-hour game, how much spotlight can you pass? It, it, that, that's one that also kind of requires you to deal with factions, too. Which means <laughs> yeah. the scope's a lot bigger. And it's politics, right? Because the, the really cool part about politics isn't what you can do in uh, one session. The politics, like the real, it's the setup and then it's the watch the dominoes fall is like somebody like, you know, somebody's machinations have come to fulfillment and, you know, set everything over. I think that, you know, I think as, I think as game designers now, there are three, there are four things that, um, that need to be considered and game designers need to make a decision on whether or not they're going to do all of them or purposely not do them. And that is campaign play, one shots, audio on, uh, online play and streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I separate those two because streaming is a different animal from, from online play. Yeah. Um, but it's becoming increasingly more important that as we design things, we start considering them um, and not make, um, not make online play and streaming afterthoughts. Um, and that's getting, I mean, when I did Hydro Hackers, um, I, part of what I have to consider for um, the full game is that there is a component that I don't think works well online, which is the, um, the, the full hack mechanic, which has cards and it does, and it's fun, like it's totally fun to play it when you're playing at a table. Um, I have done it once online. It was tricky. It was tricky because I had to put out the cards and I had like a second camera focused on it so people could see where the cards were, but I kind of had to do everything for the players, which loses the tactile feel of using cards. 
Um, mm. But are, I, I did. There are solutions, but they involve significantly more technical development to make them happen, right? Yeah. There's, yeah. there's things like, like um, Roll20 would do cards so much better than your first mechanic for that. Yeah. I get, yeah and first I, mechanic was moving things around on a board. Yes. Which would be all... Which would be harder to do on a on a online I, thing, where in Roll Twenty you've got like a card deck dealer. All you have to do is set the cards up. Yeah, so set up, then you can do that and move cards around on the table. And, and the thing that I have to check with Roll Twenty, like specifically with Roll Twenty, is that um, the so you play a bunch of scenes setting up the heist, which then determine the distribution of cards in the deck. So the distribution of cards in the deck isn't fixed. It's based on how well they do. Certain cards go in, certain cards don't. And then that deck gets shuffled. And then the hard part, and this is the part I don't think Roll20 does, is you lay it out in a stream. So it's a, it's a big, it's a stream. It's the flow of water. And then you mess with it. You can just do those on the tabletop, though. Oh, I guess, yeah, I could just play them. Oh, that's see, so, I, so I have work to do to explore. Now, one of the things I did do um, for... It's the build a deck part. That would be more difficult because yeah. your scope of the deck is not the same every time. That's the hard part, That's right? The, hard part. the artwork's easy. I have I have art for all the cards already. They're great, right? Like they were already. I already printed my own set from Drive Through. They're fantastic. Um, so the, the other thing I did though, um, and I purposely did this, was Hydro Hackers. I had um, I asked somebody from the Gauntlet community to build the Gauntlet Keeper. Like Gauntlet players have a certain thing where they like to put their characters all in one. Uh, um, sheet in Google Sheets, and they like this way when they play, everybody's characters are on one screen, they can see it, um, and it has all the choices and things like that. And uh, so Rich Rogers helped me actually do that so that when the game launched, um, I was able to say, like, it's actually gauntlet ready. Because that is a, a community of gamers who uh, play specifically online. Um, there's a whole bunch of them, and they love playing Powered by the Apocalypse games, and I was like, I want, when the game comes out, I want them to, you know, immediately just be able to go play it. Um, but yeah, stream, I think streaming and online play now is becoming, um, I shouldn't say it's becoming, right? We know it's, thanks, sorry. Um, we know it's important and it now needs to now be a design consideration, not a design afterthought. So how is my game going to play online? What assets do, you know, like is, you know, is this a design I need to consider? Even Turning Point, um, our, yeah. our safety mechanism is actually designed for online play because right, it's a hand still gesture. Function. Yeah. We're not looking for touching an X card. Schmitty. I guess the question then becomes on that front, is it okay to design without the ability to play online or to be streaming? So I think that it is, but I think that you have to make that decision consciously instead of making it by accident, right? Right. And players will find a way, right? Like yeah, players we'll have been playing every game around. imaginable on it. Like they'll find a way, but I, I do think that as designers, we can actually help that. In, right. in some ways. And like, it's tricky when we start talking about, like, Dread or, like, Starcrossed, right? Like, I think there's some Jenga Tower stimulators, but, like, at the same time, like, there's so much involved in that game that is specifically tactile because of the Jenga Tower element. It's like, is it is it still an experience that I want to have? I don't know if it is. And it's totally okay that it's not. Like, you can just be, we can just be like, look, this isn't one you can play online. Right. We have a design, actually. We have an early design right now. We do. We have an early design right now that is going to be something that you will not be able to play online at all. Right. It's, it's a game about making connections with people, and it's about dice stacking. Yeah. That you have to build, like, you, a little dice tower you between build a the dice two tower. of you. Yeah, but, I mean, it, and it's literally, it's just not going to be playable online. Right. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple older indie games that, that are similar to that that have things. There's a... 
can't think of the name of it at the moment. <laughs> but you end up stacking your dice in the middle of a thing, and you end up flicking them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting, yeah. Deal, you can't yeah. do that. Right, like it's, it's not recreatable digitally. Right. Yeah. Does so it lose the mechanics, yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so getting, I, I can, now that we sort of, I, I realized I can do this uh, with you, Senda. Uh, so thinking about are there games that people try to do long versions of that they really shouldn't, and it should be a one and done? Uh-huh. <laughs> so what the audience can't see my expression. <laughs> so what games are those? I mean, so I can immediately say, like, I tried to run Love and Justice in a... I can't remember if it was a three or a four-hour slot. It was a four-hour slot, right? So I did Love and Justice. Love and Justice is a two-hour one-shot. It just is. Yep. Um, and I ended up with a four-hour slot for it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll just play it longer. Like, we'll just play it again. So we played an episode in two hours, like you do. And then we're like, okay, well, we're going to play the sequel. And it got weird. Like, it got weird because I think a lot of the games that will run into that, people are like, this is such a great idea because you'll see things online where people are like, I want to run a campaign of all out of bubblegum. And I'm like, oh, gosh, please don't. Like, because there's a thing, right? Because the mechanics are so simplistic that they really lend themselves well to a one-shot because they're super engaging in a really fast way. But there's nothing more there. So they're, like, broad, but they're not deep. So when you don't have any depth to expand into, then they start getting boring. Even if the story is interesting, the mechanics that are continuing to drive the story are no longer doing anything for you, which is part of what happened when I ran Love and Justice for four hours, is in the sequel, we were like, bleh. So it's a matter of system mastery. The faster right. players master a game, there, you know, so there's, there's the interesting part of mastering the game. Right. Then there's the interesting part of having mastery of the game. Yes. And then that interest plummets yep. when it's like, well, when I've like, done everything. I've done, I've done mechanically everything that this game can do for me. Um, now it's not sustainable. So um, I, I really did see somebody being like, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to run all out of bubblegum for like a campaign. And they really were getting people and stuff. And I was really like, oh, gosh. That's a game that I run in one to two hours, and there's a uh, reason for that. Damn the man, save the music. Is right, that a, is definitely a one-shot. It's a beautiful one-shot. It's a, it's a fantastic game. It's a great one-shot. really good. And the game writes itself that there's literally, like, it's done. It's done. You either save, you, like, you saved the shop, you didn't save the shop. There's not, you know, it, it's like that thing where you see... Um, you see, like, a really good TV show, and then you see the next season, and you're like, oh, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry, Supernatural. Let me just say it shortly. Supernatural, right? Like, why, <laughs> why did this, you know, why did this wow. show keep going? Calling people out here? No, that's true. People admit okay. that. I mean, people like it afterwards, but there was a clear point where Supernatural could have stopped, and everyone would have been like, that's amazing. What's that? I, I Hero, heroes, uh, Prison I heard, Break. I heard that about Lost, too, but I haven't watched no, it. No, no. Lost is, uh, Lost all is unfulfilling all the way, like, to the <laughs> 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 it's just one giant. It, it is. It's a, it's a. It's a seemingly good date that uh, that goes bad. It just. It's, it never. It's an awkward show, and it's it's meant to be awkward, and I like yeah. it because it's awkward. But it has that weird. Like it but delivers it at the three different stopping points in it, where they could have stopped, and it would have been a good. In Lost. Break. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You could have quit a couple times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Prison Break was like that. Prison Break was a thing where Fox ordered two seasons of it and they wrote it. I mean, they wrote it so specifically for two seasons that, that the main character has all the clues to break out of the prison tattooed on him. 
like over his whole body is like one tattoo, but secretly he put all the clues for how to get out of the prison in the tattoo. And so the first season is Escape from the Prison. The second season is Escape from the Country. And then like the third season, when they backed up a truckload of money to the writers, Writers they get put in uh, another prison in Mexico. And now you're just like, what is happening here? And he is already tattooed with the blueprints to the other prison. prison. Yeah. Like he's now trying to rely on his wits to get out. It's, yeah. So there's, you know, yeah, there are definitely games. I think games that have, um, I think indie games lend themselves to that. What games, what games do people try to run longer that they shouldn't? Because there's some like, like we can say Damn the Man. you two of them. No, no, but like we can say Damn the Man, Save the Music, but that is like on the cover, it's a one-shot game, Well, Lasers and Feelings, I mean, any of those derivatives. Any of the derivatives of Lasers and Feelings. Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever run another game where I should have just quit. I mean, I did try and run Lasers and Feelings once for like three and a half hours, and I was like, what have I done? Yeah, I'm it really to think if there does. Are any other ones where I should have just I mean, there definitely it. are some. It's interesting because um, I love Headspace, and I'm really excited to play it as a campaign, and I'm really excited for that setting book to come out. And um, actually, I really want to play Emily Carabas's setting for that game. At the same time, I've never ever played it as a campaign, and I'm like. I don't know, I'm like nervous about it. I'm like, I, I'm so scared it's not gonna hold up for me the experience that I have with it in one shots because of the amount of intensity oh. that we pile into character creation. Let, let me back up, talk about games that should be campaigns that uh, get run as one shots is Headspace. Headspace is one of them, yes it is. When Mark runs it, he runs it in a four hour session, but yeah, it but takes two, two hours to make characters. Right, it takes two hours to make yeah. characters and you can't pre-gen them because it doesn't really work. You have to work. do them together. Right, and so when you play it with Mark, it's, it's two hours of character creation, and then you play a mini-scenario. Like a super mini-scenario. What, what he really needs to do is he needs to do what, um, what Dreamation is known for and do the long con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, you yeah. do three sessions over the course right, right. of a weekend. Like those, that, that game would suit itself to a long con um, really well. Uh, you know anyway, what's another one that should, that should be run multiple sessions that people jam into one is Follow Magic. Fall of Magic people do that is in one session. People try. Oof. It's not a one session game. It's a. No. It's a. And to rush it, like even if you if you only go to one or two, it's you, you don't get anything until you get across the whole. Um, and you can't go fast like that. Like I've seen people try to run it. I played in that one, and it was a four hour, and it actually worked pretty well. But that was Steve that's pushing Sagety. pretty. It was Steve Sagety that was that was good running. facilitator. So he was keeping it very on task. Yeah. I've, I mean, I ran it, I think we ran it three to four sessions or something yeah. and just like kind of opened it up and there was a lot of feels Breathe about it going it. on. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm trying to think of more. I mean, there's a lot a of, a lot of the games that I'm into in terms of one shots are built to be one shots and they tell you that and they have a specific end point. So it's like playing them past that end point is not optional, right? Like yeah. it's done. Fiasco would be a game I don't think you should keep. Like, I mean, you could do it where those characters come oh, back for another no, scenario. No, yeah, I, yeah. That's a game that, that's a game that ultimately should remember, end in flames. Yeah, it, it, you know what? The last time I played with you, it did. Uh, I try to end all my uh, Fiasco games in flames. Flame. Flames and cop cars. That's the, that's, the way you end it. that's the way you end that game. Flames, cop cars, and an indictment somewhere. If anyone lives long enough to get to an indictment. We all lived. You just got away with everything. You bastard. <laughs> it's the way of the dice. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, so, we, so far we've talked about, um, 
We've talked about games that fit into one type or another. Yeah, We've talked about online, games. online play and streaming. I mean, streaming, I think, is like the... I mean, that's my new frontier, right? Like, I don't stream games. Um, or haven't even figured out how I would do it yet. I mean, there are definitely games that... This is just related, right? I mean, going off on a tangent. But there are definitely games that I've turned down for my podcast because I've looked at them and gone, I don't know how I can make this format work as an audio podcast. Um, and sometimes that's literally like they aren't going to be able to see what's going on, which is less frequent because usually with description and stuff and it's less of a big deal. Um, but there's like other instances where it's been things where like your mechanic is going to prevent me from being able to edit this content. Like I don't know. I, I don't, I literally don't know how I will have this game on my show and had you know, I've, I've had to turn it down. I know what you're like, talking about now. Yeah, you do. <laughs> we'll be nice. I mean, it well, wasn't that it was no, no, a bad no, no. game. No, 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 it's not that it was a bad game. It's, it's like, it's literally like, I was like, I don't know. I forget the name of it, but uh, it was. It's very hard to pronounce. Shaharazad? It, it has Sh- musical instruments. And it has musical instruments. And the, the people them. who are. That one. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, it's that. Yes. Say it again. Scherzando. Scherzando. It's called Scherzando. Yes. It's a very cool idea where you're playing scenes and the people who are not directly involved in the scenes are making the music for the movie in the background. I but how do I edit that? What if I want to edit what you as a character are saying because we messed up a bunch of stuff and we want to go back? But now I have to edit out, out all the background music, which is also related to the mechanics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, I can't... Another one would be Sea Dracula, where you have to actually dance... The mechanic is a... Right, that wouldn't work. There's, um, there's a beautiful two-person game, um, All Our Radios Are Dead, where you are two people in office chairs in an empty room, and you are um, experiencing like your... I don't remember the exact premise, but I think it's like your escape pod exploded or something, and you basically have as much time left alive... It's one of those dark ones. It's definitely a one shot. Um, you have as much time left alive as you have air in your suit. And so you are experiencing this thing as you are slowly drifting further and further apart. And part of the mechanic is physically in your chairs, moving around the room as if you're in space. I can't recreate that. Like I, I can't even, like I can't do it justice on an audio podcast. There's no way for me to try to, um, like express that experience to people who are just listening audibly. Like I can't do that game, which is really sad. What was the one wow. where you hold hands? Oh snap! And and like you you ultimately like let go of the other person. Like like that's like the whole like that's the whole game. Like oh gosh, I I cannot remember the name of that, but that's um, intense. Yeah, yeah, it's like your one person is dangling over the edge of the cliff and the other person is holding onto them and it's the conversation that you have like as your hands are slipping apart. Um, And like the mechanics of the game are like you have to start letting go or something. Right, there's some pieces. I mean, talk about intense, but also again, like I can't. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that game would actually suit itself to streaming. Sure, because Because then then you have the video element. And in fact, so would all our radios are dead because you could actually put a video camera in and express that. And that's the difference between those two. And that is why you have to have online play versus streaming because with or without the actual visual elements makes a big difference. Right, because the challenges that we're talking about in those two designs is that online play 
we're under the assumption that people are playing from multiple places coming multiple in on yeah. something like Hangouts. Right. So what we don't have is we don't have a shared table and we don't have anything we can share that we can touch. Right. We don't, right? We don't have shared physical space Correct. for doing anything spatial relations and we can't share any sort of physical contact. Right. And where yeah. streaming the challenge is, is that we can share a space, but we all have to be there yes. for starters, right? Because yep, yep, we yep. all have to be together to, right. to stream. So, sometimes these two things overlap, but right. yeah. And then we have to combat with, um, do we have enough cameras? Do we have mics that actually will capture us? If Like in the game with the chairs, you would have to have some sort of lav mic or something so that you could roll around the room. Right. Um, or you'd have to have a way more sophisticated setup than... Like most podcasters have, right? Most podcast most podcasters have this, right? I mean, not even that. Multiple I mean, microphones. I don't even have a soundboard at home. Right. I mean, most have one or two mics. Yep. Maybe a board, maybe not, and Audacity. Yeah. Right. And, Can't do it anyway. And and that's it. So there, like, it, while it makes it easy, you know, we can do online play um, with that, but it's more challenging, right? Like it's. Um, it just depends on well, and that's what, you like, what and that's, your goal is for the game. And to be honest, right? that's to produce to, it, right? Yeah. Like online play doesn't actually require that. You need a mic and a camera. Right. Like so hang out let with me, your... um, Let me go ahead and stop you for mm -hmm. a second. We have um, 10 minutes left in this room with these mics and these lovely people. Yay, lovely people. I don't think Aloy's asked a question yet. I have not. I don't have any questions. Come on. <laughs> I know everything. <laughs> Come on, you must have. You, he's then, just then, here to do you support just, us. Did you want to just test us then with some, you, you know? Just, he's just here to support us. He's, yeah. He was kind enough to jump in. I'm super supportive. I love hearing the sounds of your voices. Why would I speak? Nobody, hear, nobody likes my voice. I, I, I think disagree. That's a lie, I think but you're, uh, okay. I think your YouTube numbers say quite, uh, quite the opposite. <laughs> Fine, your, cool. your, your YouTube numbers say that that's very not true. Um. Yeah, Schmitty. How do you how do you ingrain someone in a genre they are completely unfamiliar with? Oh. For like say a So I did this this morning. Up. Like yes, like we did last night. <laughs> um, talking about So to borrow night. to borrow part of Ken Heights, um, I mean I I've, I've generalized this piece of advice um, but Ken gave it about horror is that like so first of all you can't make anyone be scared, right? So you can't make anyone want to invest in the genre, but if somebody is willing like, Schmidt and I discovered our mutual love for police procedurals. And I will say Oh my gosh, that, you need to play a game with Camden. Right. I will say that there is a distinct lack of police procedural role-playing games that, that do... I mean, it is, it is literally an untapped country. I once heard, I thought Mark Diaz Truman once was tinkering around with something police procedural, but, like, I think it vanished, like... Nobody has committed to, now I'm saying this. Like, I have played so many I'm police gonna, procedurals because that's Camden's favorite genre too. I know, but there's he not a system. Some, there's he not runs a system some Savage it. Worlds because right. there isn't like a good. The, uh, yeah. Robin Laws talks about doing it in drama system. Yeah. Drama system would be interesting. Uh, Mutant City Blues is actually, um, Mutant City Blues is a, a really close one because it has um, the whole, you know, superhero forensics. But I mean, the problem is this is, and this is my other, like where I get on my soapbox where people can't leave like a genre alone. They're like, yes, it's a police procedural, but it has magic. Like, how about we but just have a police procedural? vampires. How about we just not? Can we just, <laughs> could we just have a police procedural? Like I... <laughs> Steampunk, come on. Yeah. Can we, right, yeah. can we add steampunk to it? 
No. no. Can we just do? Nobody can leave steampunk alone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it's this well, and well, steampunk. But back to the question. Sorry, yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yank your soapbox out from underneath you. you, but don't fall, please. Yes, one fall in this, <laughs> one fall a year is enough. Oh, gosh. Let's not <laughs> even, let's not even stick that with is. that. Could we just do not falls? Yeah, it would be fine. I fine not if falls, that doesn't not falls again. would be great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so the interesting thing that I run into with this, right? You is like I run a bunch of magical girls games and like not everyone has seen sailor moon in their lives and so um or like last night i was trying to explain to this lovely gentleman right here i'm going to be running heroin later today and i love this game and it's a girl coming of age game like the labyrinth and he goes i've never seen the labyrinth and i go First I went, what? <laughs> we actually had this conversation in the car uh-huh. on the way here. And, and then I went, oh gosh, how do I explain the tropes of this game without like having that point of reference? But so, um, so I think it's really key to be able to say to someone like, here are some of the things that you can expect from this game. Um, and then generally these mechanics are going to drive into those. So if you kind of lean into that with the mechanics, you're going to accomplish it whether you know it or not. Um, and so like for me, for Magical Girls, that's making sure that everybody's on the same page that we are talking about. Um, these are teenage girls who are facing um, possibly life, minor life conflict issues that they then get to replay with evil people that you know come back and then they bring it back to their real lives. Also shockingly similar to heroin, but whatever. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and that this is a story in which, like, everything, whether we, like, are, you know, super um, nice to each other or not, this is a story about friendship. This is a story about love. This is a story about girls being empowered to defend things and themselves, but not doing it in, um, maybe not, maybe that's what I'm, not what I'm trying to say. It's about, um subverting the ways that we see masculinity usually fighting into uh, feminine but still fighting. And like, so it's like, okay, it's those things. So, so as long as you're going for um, things that we stereotype as high femme, um, being super like love and friendshipy and that everything is about that positive energy and that that is your goal and that that's how you protect people is through like love and empathy and that sort of thing. Like you can't really mess it up. Right, just. I'm gonna give go the short that. answer. TV tropes. Like. Yeah, but the, that's that's but that's if you like you 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 know if somebody walks up to my table and they're like I've never played a magical girls game before which happened to me this morning right yes. which happens to me regularly. But the, I'm not gonna say TV tropes and slide my phone across no, the table but if to them. But if you have um, <laughs> what you call it the thing. Wow. Well, right. right. But the thing is like if you know the top five tropes of this genre right. that you can quickly convey it, right? Like right. you can, you know, you Love, can say. Love, justice, I mean, those two empathy. are right in the title of the game. I mean, it's in game. the title of the yeah. game, like. <laughs> Yours is straightforward. Mine's Mine a little real more straightforward. Yours, Rocker boys and vending machines, and then you're dealing with like chrome and. Uh, yeah, everybody's a, like vending machines. I'm like, yeah, I want to play like a. Everybody plays, somebody eventually plays the autonomous object. Uh, yeah, I played an autonomous motorcycle because it was kick I played the ass. autonomous car today. Well, like you do. It split itself in two. Yeah, I mean, when you write autonomous That's thing autonomous in the character thing. creation, you know somebody's going to pick Somebody, it. That's, it's the same way. I, oh, so, I mean, I ran a game of Love and Justice this morning. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, and I have run this game a lot, for the first time, no one picked the swan. 
which is the, I don't know what the hell it is. And the description is literally like the swan. This is the girl that, I don't know, take it as you will. That is the literal description on the paper. And everybody always plays it. And they always do something different and amazing with it. And this is the first time that nobody played it. And I was like, weird. <laughs> we still had not actually a human, though. That was fun. So, yeah. So I, we, do you want to do uh, an official ending spiel for Chris's sake? I'm going to, in a second, I will. I'm just going to say, so, uh, Senator was talking about one shot. So, campaign right, is, right, right. so oh, campaign, when you want to teach genre, it's movie night. On brand. Like, hey, we're just going to get like three movies. You're going to watch this. This is going to sum up, like this will sum up what you need to know heading into this game. If I were going to run a campaign of heroin, you would have to watch The Labyrinth before you could play it with me. But you can play it with me as a one shot and I'll just give you the tropes. It's fine. It's all good. Yeah. We would watch like The Labyrinth, uh, Mask, and The Wizard of Oz. We just line them up and there, there we go. Yeah. Could, all right, you want to end this? Yeah, should we do the thing? Oh, yeah, the, the actual thing, right? Yeah, do you want to do the actual yeah, thing? Say yeah, say Senda. Where do people find us on the internet? I just I just had a moment where I was like, shit, I don't have a blurb for another show. I, I see how I skipped right past I know, it, it was yeah, great. I, I was expecting you to ask me for it because you started like you were going to. Like never get would through you, the ending of the like show. Would you like to in try fact, again? <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, why would it be different from any other time? <laughs> Say, Senda, where do people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on, 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 fuck. <laughs> I usually fix this, this part is, in post. At least it's nice that it's not one in the morning when this right. is happening, when it's like when we normally record. <laughs> say, Senda, where do people no, find us online? Say it again, I was just going to do it. You can find us on Twitter. It's because there's people looking at me. Oh, <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on the Google Plus Misdirected Market Shit. You can find us in the Misdirected... Hey, Chris, you know what? Just go get the last episode and snip out the audio for the no, ending. No, I got it. I got it. This Come is, on. This entire show is outtakes. Right. It's just going to be outtakes, right? I thought it was, that was the point anyway. Uh, you can find us in the Misdirected Mark Google Plus community, or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com, and Phil, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information? Please send us your topics. Uh, we pride ourselves on not coming up with our own topics for the show. We are 98% outsourced by listeners, uh, and we'd like to Some of whom up. are awesome and sitting right here, yes. feeding us topics. So we, uh, we like great. that very much. Uh, so please send us your topics. Uh, don't worry about what they are. We'll fit them into the show. We're getting pretty, cre pretty creative at that. And send a what else can people do? I'm going to do it right now. Yeah, do it. I'm oh, gonna... man, you can take your table selfies. So the next time you're sitting down at an awesome table or, hell, an awesome panel with those awesome people, I'm going to keep saying it while he takes the picture. You should take a picture and post it on the social media of your choice. Hashtag it table selfie. And we will swing by and like it because that is what we do. It's easiest if you post it on Twitter. But, heck, I'll try and find them anywhere. If you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, you can support our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons of the show get things like the bonus outtakes from this show. Ha, the ha, Misdirected ha. Mark after show. <laughs> uh, they get things like freebies, like one week early access to Hydro Hackers before it went out in stores. Right. Um, and other things that we design along the way. In fact, there's one coming up uh, John Arcadian just designed that's um, going to get cleared for release to patron backers. That's coming very soon. Very soon, yeah. Uh, You're yeah. supposed to ask me a thing. I know. So say, I'm, Senda, uh, are you ready to go get some dinner? Yeah, actually, I'm really hungry, and Rach texted me about milkshakes. Okay, well then, let's, let's <laughs> so, go to dinner. Yeah. Show me what, what you, you got. got. Show, show me, me what, what you got. got. Chris, you show know where the folder with the music show is. Show me what just, you just, got. Just,